He just looks like he. You could text him right, like you. You're right next to him while you text him something, and he'll still leave you on red. Like, <laughs> like I'm right here. <laughs> like I can see you. Yeah, like I can. I I literally saw you ignore my text message. Like, does he say anything? Does he like? No, he just goes on. <laughs> Welcome back to Where's My Stick? I'm Christy. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Danielle. So, long time no see. We've kind of been not here, kind of. <laughs> our teams are, <laughs> our teams suck, so they're not in the playoffs and we kind of have <laughs> other things going on. So, it's been a while. It's been a while. But, but. it's, um, but there is exciting news. We have joined the National Podcast Network, um, which we're very excited about. Yeah, so if you like our podcast, you should go over and check out the other ones that are on there and um, tell us what you think. Yeah, and if you are a new listener, welcome. And definitely make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and rate and review. Yes. Okay, so back to not so exciting (laughs) news, the playoffs. Um, So we haven't recorded since... The Penguins are swept, I don't think. So we kind of missed the whole second round. But just a fun <laughs> little recap. The the Canes swept the Islanders, which is what they deserved. Absolutely. Uh, the Bruins beat the Blue Jackets in six games. Which, which is what they deserved. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Blues beat the Stars, which oh, that's, that in was seven. Actually, yeah, that was, that was actually painful. Um, and then the Sharks beat the Avs in seven, which is very nice for me. Yeah. So something that we also missed was, like, there was a whole bunch of game seven, like, overtime wins. And, like, what were your thoughts on the second round? Have you guys watched? So I didn't pay super close attention to the second round, obviously, because I was distraught after being swept by your favorite team. Like, a team, not, I wouldn't, like, they're definitely not my favorite team, but, like, I, like, was rooting for the Islanders in the regular season. Like, I was, like, good for them, like, you know, fuck Toronto. And then it was, it was truly, like, soon as the playoffs started, it was fuck Danielle, so. But, yeah, anyway, <laughs> I didn't watch any of it. But, like, it was super exciting because everyone was, like, like, I fell asleep during a lot of the OTs, but everyone was so excited because, like, my timeline was just, like, filling up um, with all the overtime wins. And, like, the Sharks, they are <laughs> playing as many games as possible. Like, if, if they're trying they to get are. to the Stanley They're the oldest team. They you know? are, like, let Jumbo rest for a second. But I definitely understand the, like, positive part of, like, playing so many games because, like, once the next round starts, you're kind of still in that playoff mode, whereas, like, another team, like, uh, Columbus, like, when they had all that time off, they were kind of slow during the first game. So that that could help teams, and it also could hurt teams. So it just depends, but, you know, I thought it was cool. It definitely is, it definitely is different. Having yeah. all those, like, seven, Game 7 OTs. I just remember how I felt when the Penguins were in double overtime with the Senators and Chris Kunitz scored. So I could only imagine how, like, the Blues um, fans felt when Patrick Maroon scored or, like, Sharks fans felt when 
I forget what players scored for the Sharks, but yeah. What do you guys think? I I think I actually watched this Blues versus Stars one, and it was literally like it was so tense. Like you never, you did not know when what was going to go in, and Ben Bishop worked so hard. I felt so bad for him. Wasn't that three shots in two periods for the Stars? And then he faced like fifty. 50 he 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 saved fifty two out of fifty four. Like, that's wild. Like, do you remember when the Penguins did... Oh, gosh. Uh, All right, I'm not even going to say it, because I keep, like, bringing up the Penguins, and they're gone. (laughs) I remember when he played for Tampa, and then he got hurt versus the Penguins, and then they brought in Vassie, and then I was... And that series went to seven games. I was like, if Ben Bishop wasn't net, the Penguins would have won in, like, five. Like, I disrespected him. Like, Aww. it was terrible. Well, I, for a while, he wasn't, he wasn't, we haven't seen this Ben Bishop in a while, for sure. He's been injured. He has been injured, and, like, I feel like now he finally has a home in Dallas, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I, like, you know, it's so crazy because for the for the longest time, Dallas was so good, but then their goaltending sucked, and now it's like, their goaltending is good, and I don't know, their scoring isn't that great. But I was rooting for Dallas. I really like that. Matt Zuccarello did his best. I think he had an ass- a, a goal or an assist that game. And I was just like, yeah. you're welcome. You know, um, I, I learned to root for Matt Zuccarello. And you know what? Depending on what team he goes to. You um, should have done it earlier. No. Yeah. I would never. Oh, no. Well. He's going to come back to the Rangers and it's going to be fine. No. Wasn't he? Didn't his ankle like snap in half or something? Yeah. Zoo? Probably. Yeah. I thought he had some big injury. No, his shoulder oh, he... when he first got there, right? No, during the playoffs. He like he like hit. Oh, this year or like mm-hmm. in general? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone's hurt in playoffs, but I feel like his was like especially like. I can see that. And I can see him being like, oh, no, it's fine. I can play. I feel like especially when you're coming on to a new team, there would be that pressure to, like, show yourself and, like, yeah. step up for the new family. Like, he took to Dallas like a fish in water. Yeah. Like, it was He was wild. trying to get out of New York for a while. So. Okay, no, he wasn't. He literally <laughs> loved New York. He to move on. Okay. Like, always. So, what do you think so far has been like the best storyline in the third round? The Canes, aka bunch of jerks. The Sharks winning it for. I was gonna call him John Jumbo Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues, Pat Patrick Maroon, I guess, is a hometown hero. Yeah, and the Bruins. The Bruins, I, like, it's so funny because they don't have a storyline. They just fucking suck and deserve nothing. Yeah. But don't you want um, Chara to raise the cup? 
He already, he already has. Did. I know, but one more time. Well, he's, see, he's on the downhill swing. He is, and I feel so bad <laughs> because, like, the city of Boston doesn't deserve any more. So, like, they, the city of Boston deserves nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. And, like, it's so crazy because, like, for the first and the second round, I was, like, truly rooting for Boston because Boston was playing Toronto, and I was like, knock them out, knock them out. And then they did, and I was like, thank you. And then they were playing Columbus, and I was like, knock them out, and they did. And now it's just like, Boston, I need you to knock yourself out, and they're just not doing it. And I, like, I could see myself rooting for Boston if they weren't in Boston. Yeah. Like, take them out of Boston and put them, like, I don't know, Nashville (laughs) or wherever. Literally anywhere else. I also think that with Boston, there's been a lot of, like, um... Controversy? Yeah, questionable calls and questionable refing for me to, like, truly, truly ever root for them. I mean, like, I could also never truly root for them. Yeah. It's against my... Like, I'd be kicked out of my home. I feel, like, so bad because, like, there's so many players that I, like, low-key didn't realize that I liked. Because, like, mm-hmm. I I remember, like, I kind of liked Tuka Rask because, like, they're always, Boston's always, like, is Tuka on the downswing? Like, Tuka sucks. Like, we need to trade him. And I just, like, I genuinely think Tuka's funny. And funny. I think he's a good goalie. Um, so I like him. And then, like, I don't know, this year Charlie McAvoy is, like, oh. like softened on me his little like chipmunk cheeks it's too much i used to get him and zach Rinsky, like confused yeah. and i thought they were like secret rivals but i don't like think friends. they are they're like jim. yeah no i bet they are but like they like i, don't know why. The I thought US, they didn't like each other they played on the the u.s like development team together yeah um, i really like friday microwave though and then you have perfect patrice yeah, yeah. and posture knock is really cool and then, like, yeah. multilingual, multilinguist, that's not a word, but Chara, Chara, who, like, goes out of his way to be a good captain. It's just a lot of moving parts in there. Yeah. So it's, like, you definitely, want, then you find out that Charlie Coyle is, like, 6'6", six, six to 20. 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah. And then it no, just gets, it gets, not. it gets very, it's very confusing. It, if he's not 6'6", six, six, he's 6'5". Six, no. He should be on the Jets then. He's six three. He's six three. Thank no. God. He's six six. Like that's not true. Is that his NHL uh height? It's on his Wikipedia. Wikipedia like yeah, you changed it. <laughs> <laughs> like thank God. I could not handle him being six. Someone's six six. six. I can't remember. He he looks like an apple pie. Like my mom would just <laughs> like he's perfect. <laughs> Kelsey, have you ever heard of that? He looks like apple pie. He does. Like, oh, but just... I always thought that meant like all American. Yeah, like, he looks all American. Like, is he American? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, guess I who he's friends from with? Boston. Guess who he's friends with? Christy. <laughs> Noah Hannafin. Oh God, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> This guy looks like he's made of Play-Doh. <laughs> exactly, he's American. Into the perfect. He's Gumby. He's he could be whatever. Weird. Wait. Oh my so gosh, no! Back. He he looks like Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> it's the curly oh. hair, but like a cuter Mark Zuckerberg. I guess. With like a with like a Boston Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yeah. So, I mean, best storyline. I think for me. It's either the Sharks or the Canes. 
Yeah. I still, like, I don't know why I can't, like, go full deep with the sharks, but I just can't do it. Evander Kane is a really... Even before him, I was just like... I mean, I actually really liked them when they played the Penguins. Um, and I felt bad that they lost, but, like, not too bad, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. Why but, do, um, do you guys know why people hate the Blues? Oh, I was just gonna bring that up. Well, I mean, their goalie is a piece of shit. Yeah. And like then, the And then, like, I didn't really dislike the Blues until they started winning. Like, a part of me is just bitter because they were, like... We all said they were going to be good, but then when they were bad, I was just like, okay, well, be bad. And then they were 29th, and then the Flyers were 30th, and then they played the Flyers, and then all of a sudden got good. And mm-hmm. I was just like, well, that kind of makes me a little bitter. And then Braden Shed, like, he's a, he's on there. And like, Bro, Chuzo <laughs> fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Fuck and then, guy. yeah, Braden Shed. And then. When they played the Penguins, they, like, decided, like, oh, Bartuzzo right. decided to kill Evgeny Malkin. It's like, you played with him. So I don't like Bartuzzo on, like, like, you know, just okay, well, on, on that, that alone. And then Tarasenko. someone are, Yeah, Tarasenko, I hope, like, I want everything good to happen to him. I think he's a sweetheart. And I really like the Kachuk family. And Keith Kachuk helps with the Blues. And I would like to like the Blues, but I just can't. I don't want them to win. Like, I don't want them to win at all. Oh, I, I don't mind if they like. I don't. I don't have an opinion either way. Just if, Tarasenko. Yeah, I like. I mean, I'm happy that Tarasenko is like in the playoffs, but I mean, I'm not well. gonna. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing bad. He's just yeah. not like lighting it up. Um, which means he wants to go to Buffalo. What? No, what? <laughs> Literally, no one's going there. Is anyone even from <laughs> Buffalo? You know, you're you're a hater. You're a Buffalo hater. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just why. And Patrick Kane is from there. You can have him. No, no. Well, listen. All Buffalo fans want him. Like they want him. So I bad. mean, yeah, I'm he's like, hometown. No. no product or whatever. No. I want him far away from this. Everyone from Winnipeg is good. So, if you so? want to root for a cold place, Winnipeg's right there. No, I like Buffalo. Be- I like I like the Jets, but Buffalo was like, I can't wait for them to get good, so it could be like Buffalo versus Toronto, and like I already know what side I'm on. I'm like, like conveniently tucked in on Buffalo's side, like, you know, immovable. Yeah. Well, if they move Nylander. Oh yeah, if they, and that's another thing. If they move him or don't treat him right, we got a new coach, so we'll we'll talk about that later. They're done. But yeah, um, okay. So yeah, I think the bunch of jerks, even though they're not doing so well, or Winifred Jumbo, those are my two storylines. Is that say? actually the storyline for the Sharks, or are they just like... Probably Winifred... In my mind, it's Winifred Carlson. Me too, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's... He just scored. Oh, yes. Everyone is talking about Jumbo, so... I mean, I think you guys are the only one. Everyone's talking about how, like, is Eric Carlson okay? Like, he's obviously injured. And, oh, I'll ask you guys this question. Like, I'll be the Kelsey of the podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) So, Eric Carlson. So, the Sharks are in the second. They're going to the third round. They're seven wins or whatever. Or what? Eight wins? Seven wins. Away from winning the Stanley Cup. If you're Eric Carlson, do you push through your injury and play as many minutes to win the cup 
Or do you kind of pull yourself back because, you know, this off season, you can get, if you're fully healthy, you can get a max like eight year, $80 million contract. I mean, Eric Carlson's going to play through it. I mean, yeah. he did it before. Like, he broke his leg and he played. Yeah, but he was. But this is like his contract year, so teams could see like if he's if he wins the cup and then he's not as healthy as everyone thinks, or his injury gets worse to the point where he can't even play next season, they're not going to give him that max term. I don't think it ever really. I don't know. I might be projecting on Terry Carlson. I don't think it ever really was about money with him. You know, I mean, I definitely can see that side, but a part of me, like, playing devil's devil's advocate, yeah. Like, but, so he has a family, he, you can only make as, like, when you're a hockey player, you only make as much as you can, your next contract, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and you're trying to start a family, you know, you have stuff to take care of, and after you finish playing hockey, that's it. You don't get, like, you don't get a pension. You don't get, like, good health insurance right. for the rest of your life. Like, you have to take care of your your family and pay for their health insurance. Like, this, it's just, like, I know that money's not everything, but you also have to be smart. And, you know, if you can get a max contract, do it. Because mm-hmm. the, NHL money is guaranteed. So even if you're bought out in year, like, seven, you still get that money. But do you think a Stanley Cup is better than $80 million? I think that the Stanley Cup would count for a lot towards a contract. And mm-hmm. I also think that at this point, he has, I think that he can trade on his name a little bit. And even if, you know, coming out of the playoffs, people will look at it and be like, oh, he wasn't playing very well. It's clear something was bothering him, something was wrong with him. You know, do we want to take a chance on him? Um, I think that his past performances will sort of. I don't want to say completely outweigh that because I know that there will still be some um, caution with teams, you know, looking at him. But I think that there's enough that he will still get probably what he deserves. That's fair. And And I also think that what if factor, like, that can drive people insane. Like, what if I did play, like... Yeah. If he stops playing and then they lose this round, like I think he wouldn't be able to live with that. Like at least when the Sens lost to the Penguins, like that year, like at least he he was like, okay, like I played, like I did all, like I left it all on the oh, ice every night. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Remember in the handshake line when he was like, at yes. least we lost to the best. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. Like that was one of the. Like, how did Sid not, like, 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 Cry? like have a teardrop? Because that would have been me. I would have, like, held his head. I would have, like, cr- like hugged him. <laughs> come with us, Eric. Come with us. <laughs> yes. I would just, like, whisper that into his ear. Come with yeah, us to the final. Yeah, I would have. I would have. Just, like, imagine something that was so completely out of control. Um, um. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've missed out on years of Eric Carlson. Yeah, like, same. He was in Ottawa. I had no idea. 
But do you ever, but okay, just real quick, like ever since that series where he like put his all and everything, he, Eric Carlson never really got back to Eric Carlson though, his like play, like his production and, and play, like he missed 10 games, I think that next season, but then this season he missed 21 games due to injuries. So it's like, I don't know. I just thought about it, but you guys are right. Like GMs are stupid and they'll all, I mean, that's not stupid to sign <laughs> Eric Carlson, but it's just like they'll always overpay for your name. Yeah, they won't. They won't consider things like that, but it does. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that a lot of the media attention on Eric Carlson, um, especially in San Jose, coming out of San Jose, they've been, I think, downplaying how well he's been doing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's one thing that C talks a lot about on yeah. um, Fear the Finn and everything. Um, and they have a lot of good stuff about how, you know, he's playing extremely well. But he has, like you said, he's, um, I think, still struggling with something. So. Yeah. You could, like, the, the, I've been, I was listening to someone talk, and they were saying, like, you can see that, like, sometimes, like, he's speed, like, he's just going to grab that puck, and then other times he's, like, thinking about it, like, ah, should I or should I not? And he might, like, hold, pull off. Um, just dep- And it just depends, I guess, on how he's feeling, like, how, like, you know, because who knows what's going on with him. I hope he's doing okay. Yeah, I, I do, really do too. When did I become so invested in his happiness? Um, I think I, I think became when I met like you. We started doing this podcast. I think he was like getting <laughs> he was getting cyberbullied. Oh my god! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The cyberbullying definitely. Oh, yeah. Jumbo just scored. It's nice for him. Okay. All right, do it. So for, they're doing it for him. Dumb, yeah, they're doing it for each other. Like Jumbo and Carlson oh, are doing it for each other. Okay, but like um, Joe Pavelski, he's literally like two years younger than Joe Thornton. Baby Joe? Is he really? Yeah, but like he's he's, <laughs> he's like, like thirty eight. He's yeah. old. Yeah, but like, like he oh, looks young Joe. Yeah, he's like a babe. Yeah, he yeah, has, like, a full he looks weird and a nice smile. He looks all American, like yeah, like that's apple pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's Timo oh. Meyer? Oh God, like his horoscope. Or no, <laughs> like what kind of dessert is he? Oh, <laughs> what's this horoscope? Wait, Christy was already halfway typing. <laughs> Wait, what is his horoscope? Just so let me know. Um, he's a Libra. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Libras are so that. confusing to me. I don't know how they. I feel like he like stop. He looks like um. Like a peach tart. <laughs> I can see that. I can, yeah. Like sweet and sour at the same yeah, time. Yeah, like you never know what you're yeah. going to get. You never know. And like kind of a little bit weirdly fancy. Yes. Yes. He looks like a fancy boy. He looks like he'd hurt my feelings. He's extremely <laughs> European. Like extremely. Yeah, I can see that. Him uh, and um, William Nylander are both like very fancy and weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but like Nylander has looked so good in Europe. Like, stay yeah. there. Him and Alex thrive on like playing with Team Sweden. I wonder what what it is about that. I think it's just a different comfort level, like playing what you're used to, and like being able to co- like um, talk on the ice in your native language. Is I think is mm-hmm. a really. I think we don't realize how hard that is because, like, I mean. Yeah, like, I can't imagine of having to, like, speak to your teammates in a different language all the time. Mm-hmm. Even if you're... 
their English is pretty good. So no, like, I, and I think they grew up. Well, they were born in like Canada. Canada. Yeah, they're born in Calgary. Yeah, so like they grew up like, but their family probably spoke Swedish at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that later. How good is it? Three? But okay. I'm always just like, what are they thinking when they play? Like, how are they feeling? <laughs> Their feelings. <laughs> um, okay. So another interesting kind of fun fact about the this third round is that there is no team this round that has a player making more than eight million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what guys- hockey's about. It's about the love of the game. <laughs> it's not, not the money. money. <laughs> yeah. So putting it all in the ice. They're good Canadian money. boys. I don't care if some of them are Swedish. <laughs> or That's Russian. Good... Or Russian. They're all Canadian. In here, where it counts. Yeah. In the Just heart. good Canadian boys playing pond hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, do you guys think that other teams are going to try to replicate this model? And follow-up question, what team do you think, which team do you think is going to try to do this first? I think that, I think it's, I think this is going to be really, a, a really hard model to, um, to replicate, replicate, Jesus, um, because you have so many, like, the young stars, like, signing their, you know, second contracts. So, like, for example, Austin Matthews is getting paid $11 million. <laughs> $11 million next season. And, like, Mitch Murder is gonna is gonna need a contract. And, you know, um, like, these younger players that, that are, are high, that were highly drafted and highly touted, they are gonna want more. And I think that Signing um, your second contract that's, like, more of a player-friendly deal, it's extremely hard to do, especially when you have teams like that. And it's so it's such a norm in the, in the NHL for, you know, teams that have won the Stanley Cup to have those, like, nine, $10 million players uh, because you do want to play, pay your players. And it's like your star players are the ones that are, you know, leading the way in the playoffs. It just so happens that this playoff round, everything that we thought, like everything is like opposite. So like all the big um, teams that have won in the past and have those high contracts um, are out. But I think that's going to be really hard for teams to do that. But I do think if any other team is going to follow this model, I think it might be Ottawa. Not really because they're trying to be smart and savvy, but just because they're really cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, like, I'm thinking Vancouver might do that because they have a lot of young players that are coming up. I don't know what their cap-friendly situation is like, but... Yeah. Um... Uh, so Bo Horvat is signed to a $6 million contract. Um, we'll see you. I think this year, I think, isn't it Brock, Brock Besser's up for his contract, but then Mm -hmm. you have Elias Pedersen who had a phenomenal rookie season, probably going to win the Calder and we'll see what hit like next season, how he does. 
But I mean, they definitely. I I just don't know with a, like players of his skill, like who's really just like stepped in and is going to be their like offensive line center. He might get paid. I really don't see them not doing. They might end up like Winnipeg, where they just have so many talented forwards and defensemen, and they just it's going to be hard to pay them all. That's what Winnipeg. Winnipeg should adopt this. Winnipeg yeah. has no choice but to adopt yeah. this model. So, and I mean, it's so. a hard, it's a it's a good problem to have to have so many good players that you need to pay them. Um, hopefully, if your GM smart, you will probably have to cut ties with some players. But if he gets a good return, then you know that could help you in the future. I'm looking at um, the Canucks cap friendly yeah. and. Uh, why is Louis Erickson signed for six million dollars? So for four more, for yeah, three yeah. more years. So the Canucks aren't the smartest. Antoine himself. Well, I mean, besides that, so, though, no one is signed for more than like four million dollars. I don't think a lot of people on IR, um, but um, I think they would be. A team that does it and maybe the Panthers too if they don't I was thinking the Panthers Panarin and they'll the have to because I know they're definitely going to pay them a lot uh, mm, yeah their highest their highest paid player is Aaron Ekblad and he's making yeah. 7.5 million dollars for yeah, that so was a, long that was, yeah I remember him signing that deal six more years yikes Jesus. Okay, so Men's World started like what, two a week ago. We don't know the exact date, but they're four games in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Great Britain! Oh, they're trying Fine. their best. Um, and we're so happy to so have happy to have them. And they played just yeah. played USA today, and they scored three of their goals on the US. Uh-huh. I know, and they, like there were people were saying because I was following along on Twitter, and they were saying that like the game, like Great Britain had like the USA hemmed in on their their own zone for a while. They just couldn't score. It's what the USA oh, it's absolutely deserved. what the USA deserved. Oh no, Italy is. They've scored zero goals, and they have been scored on they thirty times. So they've. Let in thirty goals. Oh, no. oh, oh that's... that's so sad. No wonder Russia's doing so well. Like you look at some of the teams that they've played. I mean, no, I won't say that. I'm not going to discredit Russia. I mean, they have, they have yeah. Sweden and Czech. Czech is good, and Switzerland's really good. I wonder if they've played each other. I wonder how they configure the groups. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe just like random like they just like mix it up because it's i feel like it's always mixed up so um who are you guys rooting for uh sweden and um i guess you the united states were like not really more sweden i guess i am i'm so happy that i'm sorry i cut you off kelsey no, I was just gonna. Um, mind you, I just always root for Sweden in international tournaments. I don't yes, know. Like, I mean they're very sweet, like Oscar um, Lindblom. Yes, absolutely. Patrick Hornquist, who has five goals. Thanks. Okay, um, he, he was on the Penguins, though. 
I mean, he wasn't playing with Elias <laughs> Pedersen and William Nealander. That's true. And, yeah, and Um, I think, like, unfortunately, I'm, like, very attached to Team USA. I can't help it. And then, like, I found oh. out that Zach Wierenski is playing for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, who does he play I, for, like, though? he's played for Team USA. And I just, like, really but, want... But, like, that's during the regular oh, season? Oh, I don't know I him. Can't I don't know him over the regular season. <laughs> but anyway, I want him and Noah Hannafin to be paired together because they, they were paired together when they played in the USA development team. Like, in, like, Worlds or something like that. Whatever. I was gonna be like, Noah's gonna drag him down. <laughs> Oh. Like no, I'm, ha- I'm like <laughs> happy he's playing with Zach because like Zach will help push Noah up. <laughs> because okay, the USA def- defense team awful. Brady Shea like is all like as another forward and does not back Jack hardly. Okay, he's trying. <laughs> I mean, the-, <laughs> the game that I watched was like an exhibition game, but like he wasn't trying. <laughs> like he wasn't. <laughs> neither was He's had a tough year. Neither okay? was Noah. Noah wasn't trying. Like, what is that guy? Um, Sutter. Ryan Sutter. Is that the guy that he's a defenseman? Yeah, and then he that, was trying. Um, Capo did that. To was him? that he's number twenty? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> Kelsey, did you see? No, I don't think I did. He doesn't deserve that because Ryan was actually trying out there while those fools he were not. Really yeah. was. Um, I felt bad. It's embarrassing. For a second, I thought it was Chris Kreider, because Chris Kreider wears number 20 when he's on the Rangers. And I was just like, you can't do that to your future teammate. But it wasn't him. What if he did do it and Kako was like, I'm going to New Jersey, bitch. And then, like, did that (laughs) 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 Kreider would just be like, no. I was going to say something that's wildly inappropriate. Okay, Don't bring up this character around me, please. <laughs> okay. So, out of each group, who do you who we think is going to win? Actually, win. Not that like we want to win. Who do we actually think is going to win? So, I'll just read the teams off. Group A is Germany, USA, Finland, Canada, Den Denmark. I was going to say Denver, Denmark, Slovakia, uh, France, or Great Britain. How many more games until they decide? No <laughs> it might already be decided. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I'm like out of it. I mean, if anyone says Great Britain, like, come on now, no. <laughs> um, to win Group A, um, I would say either the U.S. or Finland. I don't know anyone who's on the German team besides Dreisaitl. <sighs> I can't believe they've won so much. Or maybe Kuna is Kunako on there? Oh, I'm looking. He's like my nemesis. <laughs> no, he's not. Time, like literally every time he plays the penguins, I'm like, he's he, and score. he literally does. Like, thank God the refs are for us. And they're like, wave back, wave back. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the shitty part about it is that the Islanders send him down when they don't play the Penguins but when they do play the Penguins they're like we're gonna recall Tommy's Coon Tommy Coon Apple oh that's all powers in that for them oh okay that makes sense he's German I thought he was Swiss I don't know what I thought he was just <laughs> oh no that's okay um I was thinking I don't know probably the United States okay. 
Which I'm indifferent about. Yeah, but... like, they're awful boys, but, like, they're ours. They're okay. Okay, hockey. I'm, like, kind, like, Team USA normally sucks, and I'm, I'm kind of proud that they, proud, like, they actually picked younger guys. Yeah. <laughs> which is Like, surprising. okay, so the last game, not the, not the game they played today, but I think it was, like, against Finland, um... Dylan Larkin scored in overtime and like um yeah. Eichel was there and like they just like hugged and like Larkin with this the A on his chest. Like he definitely deserves a C. Like I I don't understand. And then like yeah. he's I think he's gonna get I, it. Can like that guy not keep doing this? Can you stop doing this? Like you're old. Like stop playing in the world score. Oh um, yeah. And like making him captain. That's just too, so disgusting. Like... It's a, it's like but I mean it's true America. It's like true America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like just seeing the youth of them all together and like hugging when they score. It's just. And they all actually like each other. Because they've all played like, with each it's... other. That's. They're friends. Do you remember like that All Star game? Like not this season. Last year's when it was like Austin, Jack, Hannafin, and Warinsky, and they all made it together and they were like. <laughs> They like all hung out together and they're like, it's like, like <laughs> I can't, I'm not, I'm done. But like, they took a picture. Oh my it's God. A it's lot. a lot. And then like, so on the off season, I let myself like watch Warren ski content and how Seth Jones was supposed to go and he couldn't cause he was like hurt or being a little bitch, who knows. And then so Zach went in his place <laughs> and Zach's like parents went with him and he was like, I'm nervous, but like, I'm happy that the like you, like the US DP boys or whatever, like the US developmental program, the boys that played in there are there. So he was like, he's excited to hang out with them. And I was just like, are you for real? Like, are you in high school? Yeah. Like, Zach, went to college. A year earlier a, to a play year, with you. <laughs> I'm looking at Has anyone seen Endgame? Yeah. No. I've never seen that part. Kelsey, do you want to see it? Um, no. There's this part okay. where they're like, we should go back and see baby Thanos and just go. And like, honestly, in that moment, I just wanted someone to like, because <laughs> it's, it's too much. Like thinking about like how they are, it's too much. Oh. <laughs> I need someone to just end it. Um. So, okay, real quick. Group B is Russia, Switzerland, Sweden, Czech, Latvia, Austria, Norway, and Italy. I like Sweden. Kelsey? Yes, Sweden. Oh, got through that. Now we can go off topic. <laughs> um, I feel like sometimes I can feel us, like, barely holding like, it together. Barely <laughs> holding it together. It's so and, hard. Like, I, I'm always thinking, like, God, this is going to be so hard to edit. How do I edit this to like, get through this? <laughs> I'm just like, leave it in. <laughs> you leave so much stuff in. I'm like, God, Christine. So... Moving on. We good to move on? Another team that really loves each other and it shows Team Russia. Oh, wow. Wow. Like, the picture of them before the tournament even started, like, at a bathhouse. Kucherov smile and with his arm thrown lovingly around Malkin is a mood. 
Okay, but you were just like, I don't even think that they're friends. And I was just like, no, impossible. They were before, but, you know, after this season, um, Kucherov kind of was like, went to Malkin and was like, what does it mean? Like, what is it like to have a good center? And Malkin was like, I can show you more than I can tell you. And (laughs) that's when the... I'm such a <laughs> I'm like stuck in my ways. I'm just too low. It doesn't disturb it. Stamkos? Oh, oh yeah. Fine. Nikita, no. Stamkos? Wait, I just like want like Nikita, big Nikita and little Nikita to be together. And it's like Nikita's. <gasps> and I promise you like... <laughs> he would say something about it too. What would he say? No. Not 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 big Nikita like Evgeny. He would definitely say something. He'd be like Nikita squared yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like he stole my name from my son. <laughs> it would be very like it'd be too much. It it would be. I love when Ovi and like Malkin they're like when they're around each other and just just like oh my gosh we're such friends. And then like once the season starts and don't like literally Malkin no everyone's just like. And he's like, fuck the Capitals. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And no yes. one said anything. Everyone's just like, oh, wow. Like, let's, We have to go to D.C. And he's like, D.C.? Like, they can meet me outside. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And, like, by that time, I've, like, like been entrenched in all, like, my filth of, like, the Capitals. Like, the Blue Jackets, like, indulging in all the, the content that I, like, you know, never allow myself to be in. And I'm like, oh, wait, we don't like them? bet like we're done like wash our hands for that <laughs> we don't like that did you... just let Evgeny reel you back absolutely. in absolutely like absolutely he's like hey come on it's time to come in the street lights are on and I'm like okay <laughs> come away from the pieces <laughs> like, why are you playing in that trash get out <laughs> that's me I'm like okay I'm like alright bye Zach Wernski <laughs> like have a good one have a good you know, summer in Cam Atkinson <laughs> you're such a hater aww Tarasenko scored yes. wait no he's <laughs> wrong team <laughs> I thought Tarasenko was on the Sharks for a second I mean she just serves wait the do best. the Sharks have a Russian player um, he's not Russian, but I absolutely adore Thomas Hurdle. Yes, 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 yes. When he was in Pittsburgh and won like eight, like scored eight goals, I was like, again, again, again. Like I wanted more. Like I was like, make them cry off the ice because like Penn's fans were booing them. I was like, what? Why are you booing him? Yeah. Who are they booing? They booed boo Thomas Hurdle. I don't remember for what for. Oh, oh, wasn't that just this year yeah. when I went? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was hockey for everyone. <laughs> it was oh, hockey wow. for everyone. They don't have a Russian player. Terrence said, "Go to the Most Sharks." Players are Canadian. They have many lovable they players, do. and some not so. Yeah, lovable. they do. Like Timo Myers. I don't know if he's lovable, but he's definitely like. I love him. I don't know if I love him or not, but I'm just like <laughs> Timo. Like I'm just always screaming. He just looks like he. You could text him right, like you. You're right next to him while you text him something, and he'll still leave you on red. Like, <laughs> like I'm right here. <laughs> like I can see you. 
Yeah, like I can. I I literally saw you ignore my text message. Like, does he say anything? Yeah. Does he like? No, he just goes on as if nothing. <laughs> William Nylander is like that too. We're gonna move on to random news that has happened in the past. What? A little less than a month since we recorded. So. We talked about, yeah, last thing we talked about was how Detroit ha- hired Steve Eiserman and Ken Holland left. Well, on May 7th, Ken Holland was named the new GM and president of Hockey Ops for the Oilers. Yikes. But Holland, who's 63, was the Red Wing, was a GM of the Red Wings for the past 22 seasons. He, and in that time, he has won, or the, his team went, has won four president's trophies, um, four Stanley Cups, and Bo- at Bob Stoffer tweeted, Daryl Katz, who I don't really know who he is, says that Ken Holland will have full autonomy as GM, which was something that... He's the owner. Would, oh, is he? Good for him. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> um, so, and that was actually something that I heard a lot of people say was kind of like a problem, especially with Shirelli, that ownership really stepped in a lot and like would ask the GM to like sign players or try to get these players or whatever. Didn't really they the GM didn't really have full control over the team. Well apparently Ken Holland will. Um and in his like presser, his like new GM presser, Ken Holland said, I'm not coming into town with any magic wands. Um the way I look at it is you've got to build it brick by brick. You've got to build the foundation. Part of the foundation a wait, part of the foundation, a big part of the foundation is here. He said, you look around at other teams and you've got to have that core of players to build around. And certainly with the Oilers, they've got that core. So, um, quick questions. <laughs> Who, in you guys' opinion, are the core in Edmonton right now? Connor McDavid. Yeah. Leon Dreisaitl. I yeah, mean, they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. I mean, you could probably sell and, you could trade Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl and maybe Darnell Nurse. Um, yeah. I feel like it's only Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. So, like, in a core, yeah. like, what do you, like, what are your ideal core pieces? Like, a friend, a first line center, a uh, scoring winger, a number one defenseman, and a starting goaltender? Is that Was that what you guys would I, say, or what would be an ideal core in your opinion? I would say, um, not to bring it back to the family, Always. but I would say, like, two good, like, two good centers, a winger, and a defenseman. Like, your true, true, absolute number one defenseman. Yeah. Kelsey? Yeah, I'd agree. I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I definitely, <clears throat> I definitely agree with you guys. One thing I think was kind of, like, surprising, but maybe not so surprising, based on the past of the Oilers, is that Ryan Nugent Hopkins wasn't brought up. And I think, ideally, in a perfect world, you have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and that's strong center depth um, mm-hmm. down the middle. 
But in theory, that works. But it seems like in reality, that's just not something the Oilers can do or will do or are comfortable doing. So um, I feel like they're constantly on the verge of trading Ryan Nugent and Hawkins. Yeah. And I think that yeah. to get key pieces of the core, they're going to they they most likely will need to. Or to, like, get those bad contracts off their book, they're going to need to trade Ryan. But I'm just, I'm wondering why then they would get, well, I know why, but I don't think Ken Holland is that, the one. Because he's the one that got Detroit in such a mess that they had to get Iserman. And then you trust Holland to get you out of capital. Well, see, I will interject that and say the past couple of years, um, Ken Holland has made some really good choices. He's drafted well. He's mm-hmm. signed players to reasonable contracts, and you could say Dylan Larkin's contract was really reasonable because he's like at mm-hmm. six million or a little bit above um, <clears throat> for a good amount of term. But I heard, and this is just like you know on Twitter, so take this with a grain of salt or don't even believe it if you don't want to and that's completely understandable but i've heard that you know it was management that was telling ken holland sign these players long term like these players that we've won a cup with and like sign them long term we keep them keep them do whatever you have to do to keep them so that's kind of what got them into these bad contracts and um like it just was management was not was very hands-on like the ownership not management ownership Mm -hmm. was very hands-on so um, um. So yeah. I will. I will say that um, the Red Wings have drafted pretty well, like the past couple of years, um, and like the Red Wings. But then I don't see the Oilers not being as like like putting their toes, dipping their toes in it as much as the Red Wings because. Cates is a very handsy owner. Yeah. I mean, apparently, like, Cates said that he has all, he has full control. So I don't know how much that will he actually has, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. But definitely, um, there's a lot of moves that need to be made. And I don't know if Connor and Leon and you know, whoever else who will be there and stay there. Um, how many, how long they could just like, because like you kind of have to rebuild. You're you're rebuilding on the fly, which is so hard to do. And you want to stay competitive, which is like kind of unrealistic. Um, and Connor's frustrated, which is, you know, understandable. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to retool this because even in their development system. I don't know. I don't trust the Oilers' development system anyway, so. But yeah. It's not. It's not. But but moving on, um, Holland said that his first order of business is to find a new coach and that Ken Hitchcock will not return as the head coach for the 2019-20 season. Um, And and Holland said that on his first day, uh, the coaching search starts now. So... Any last comments, questions, concerns about the Oilers and Ken Hitchcock? No. I'm a little surprised that they let him walk. I don't know. That was something that I, like, wasn't surprised. I was surprised that 
um, Ken Holland actually said it. I kind of figured Hitchcock was going because like Hitchcock was a Shirelli pickup. And when you're okay. a new GM, you always get your new guy, you get a, your own guys. <clears throat> so I was kind of like, when he, when I saw that tweet, I was like, okay, and we've been new. But everyone was like, no, no, like, they they didn't know that. I'm like, okay, well, I kind of figured that they would get a new coach anyway. Because Ken Hitchcock, he's not, like, his system's not sustainable. Um, I feel like. What? What do you think they're going to do with Puyarvi? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a new, it's a new um, GM. Because, like, when you look at Puyarvi's, uh his stats and his past, like, how is this kid not scoring? Like, yeah. How do you not just throw him on McDavid's wing and just go? But I have no idea. I don't know. Like, I don't really know Ken Hitchcock's stat. Like, I just know him from the Red Wings, so I have no idea what he's going to do for Edmonton. I think that's something to watch. I- I worry about him and Yamamoto. Yeah. Like, and how they're developing. I worry about all of the Oilers' development. They draft yeah, some I good, feel like... like, diverse players. You want to love them, and they're just like, uh, you're in Edmonton. Fuck. Do you think, like, how do you. If Connor wasn't in Edmonton, like, do you think being in Edmonton is kind of like impeding his growth or do you think he's so like far above it that like he can just this he was always going to be like this I was actually just thinking that and I feel like he at this point is like not even and I mean this I don't mean this in like a bad like Don Cherry way but I feel like he's not even part of the team right now because he's just like Mm -hmm. so far ahead of everybody in front of them yeah yeah Maybe, like, I know we kind of make fun of him, but maybe, like, Leon, not McDavid. Well, yeah, we make fun of McDavid, but, like, I'm not talking about him. But maybe, like, Leon Dreisaitl, maybe his development has also been, like, hampered by the Oilers. And maybe he would look different on a different team. Well, I definitely think that his stock rose when he played with McDavid. Um Mm-hmm. Because I still don't, I still don't see Leon still hasn't proven to me that he's worth his contract and he's a solid center. Like okay. McDavid's factored in on, I want to say, t- at least half of his goals, um, and he hit fifty whatever. So like, I mean, if I put me on McDavid's wing, I'll tap in a few goals. Like, you know what I'm saying? They like, get an 100 you, on his yeah, wing. Yeah, so, like... Do you think um, Dreisaitl is McDavid's Kunitz? <gasps> yeah, I could say that. I mean, Kunitz never got, what, $9 million. And he should have. Well, <laughs> you know. I, I, was wait, I was waiting for, like, the Kunitz stand of you guys to come out, so I didn't want to say anything. I mean, I, <laughs> you, you'll never so I hear me disagree, because Chris Kunitz is an icon, um, and a gentleman. He's our father? He's a gentleman as well, because let's not forget, he was uh, the You Can Play ambassador um, for yeah. the team, and actually played during You Can Play Night, so that actually is a little treat. 
um, around these parts. So it's actually uncommon in Pittsburgh for the ambassador to play the game. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like that's crazy. Nine million, like Austin Matthews, eleven million. Like it's just a lot of contracts that blow my mind. Um, so. I don't know. Oh, Austin. What do you think is gonna happen? To, well, this is very off Like, what do you think is gonna happen to Mitch? I have no idea. But this is that. Yeah, that's. I have no idea. I can't wait to see. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna take a little. He's gonna take a discount and stay there. They're all cowards. Cowards. Like I hate when people are like, oh, but he doesn't make in his contract to make um an endorsement. And it's just like, yeah, but he could have. He could have had both. Why can't he do both? Yeah. I hate, um, it's not even that. What I hate, I hate when people say, like, oh, well, he's not a center, and centers, and center is a harder position to play, and um, so he doesn't, like, he doesn't deserve as much as Austin, and that, or, like, Tavares, and that is annoying to me. I, okay, so I don't think that any team will, or maybe even can, but where would you want to see... Mitch, like, be offer sheeted and to accept. Philadelphia. What about no. the Oilers? Ew. <laughs> I don't think he would. Are we I don't think friends? he would accept that. <laughs> to be honest, you don't think I mean, he'd want to play if it's to play with McDavid. No, I mean, yeah. But you have to think about everything else. So, like, he's leaving Toronto, his hometown team, to play, and where he gets to play with Austin Matthews, who is arguably just as. I mean, not maybe not as good as Connor McDavid, but is as hyped up as Connor McDavid. He's in his hometown. Like I just don't see anyone moving from Toronto to Edmonton. Play with me, Danielle. Play with me in this space. I can't. I, like I literally can't get in. Like I'm like my the door is locked and I can't comprehend it. I just see an empty room and I'm like Kelsey, Kelsey, because I can't. Because, like, you have to understand, like, Edmonton's rough. It's, like, cold 80% of the time. A lot of people say that there's literally nothing to do, but there's this big mall that has, like, a golf course and, like, a movie theater and all that stuff. And that's it. Um, that's actually Connor McDavid's house. That's oh where that's God. where that picture of him, like, <laughs> was taken when he was mini golfing and he had that, like, really sad look on his face. <laughs> people were like how like he wore like a shirt a short sleeve shirt to like show off that like he's hurt and he's hurting and he needs help <laughs> like the conspiracy theories on like hockey twitter are out of control i'm just saying when a new player enters the draft this year and his name is david mcconnor <laughs> i don't I don't know where he came from, but let's not look too what closely. If, what if what if Mitch goes to the Rangers? What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know I'm completely biased by saying Philadelphia, but like Jesus Christy. <laughs> Could you like be any less biased? The Rangers are gonna get our Teddy Panarin and that's it, okay? You're gonna get him or that's it. Or Evander Kane. That's the no, only two people that they get. What? Awful. Awful. Like, Evander Kane's going to come. My teams have money. Bring his cup to 
New York and be your king. Dude. Evander Kane, that's what's gonna happen. He doesn't have a cup. He's gonna win it, the Sharks. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Can we move on? Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Mitch to Philadelphia... <laughs> uh, He'd never get paid. How dare you? The Flyers have a ton of cap. No, he did with um, Terry and us, the assistant coach. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> so the Flyers... Destroy his confidence. Um, they did some things. Uh, were they good? We... They did them. So May 6th, the Flyers hired Michelle Therrien and Mike Yo as assistant coaches to head coach Alain Vigneault. Yeah, so Alain was hired on April 16th. Um, and he said uh, about the two new assistant coaches that both men have enjoyed success at all levels throughout their careers, including working together at the NHL level. Each brings a considerable amount of experience and knowledge to our group, which I have no doubt will lead our team to immediate success. So um, Charlie O'Connor, who writes for the Athletic Philly, um, said that video historically always has chosen to include at least one assistant that has extensive NHL coaching experience um, on his staff. Uh, it was Rick Bowness in Vancouver, Lindy Ruff in New York, um, as two examples. Um, so, and Charlie really says that he really highlights the fact that uh, Terry and Yo's experience, uh, NHL experience, were big selling points um, to the Flyers' two new hires. They both uh, combined for over 1,296 regular season uh, games of coaching, those amount of games, whatever, and then additional 110 playoff games. Um, Terry coached in 2016-2017, Yo in 2018-2019. So, yeah... uh, the big concern is that neither Terry nor Yo have particularly been impressed, particularly impressive head coach resumes. So yikes! But you know, it's not all sad. It's not all bad. You know, just because someone wasn't a good head coach doesn't mean they, there won't be a good assistant coach. Uh huh. Um, it's just sad. Uh, so as of right now, um. They Michelle did like a phone interview and he said that the goalie coach is staying, um, but he actually went to Worlds with uh, Carter Hart. Knobloch, who's the assistant coach and was the power play coach, is leaving. Uh, the power play was ranked 14th before he got there, and throughout his tenure, it was ranked 16th. So didn't really help Knobloch. So thanks for nothing, bud. See ya. Uh, Lap Perrier. Uh, who was the PK coach, was a horrible PK coach. Uh, the Flyers have been ranked 20th uh, to 31st in the league under Lappy. Um, but he won't be behind the bench now. Um, he'll focus on scouting uh, teams and, like, doing, rev- like, you know, video work with teams. So, well, video work with the Flyers on other teams. Uh, and then Scott Gordon, who was the head coach for half of last season, uh, will return to Lehigh Valley. The fact that no one picked him up is kind of shocking to me because Gordon actually is a really is he's a pretty he's a really good coach. To Edmonton, maybe I mean I, no team has reached out to the Flyers to talk to him. So, um, 
But yeah, so like on Fire Twitter, they're kind of just thinking that, oh, well, you know what? I didn't say this, but uh, apparently Yo is going to be teaching the defense and Tarion is going to be teaching the power play. So, I don't know. That's a little interesting. We'll see how that works out, but it's just really telling that they they really want, like, one of uh, Vigneault's quotes um, where he says, each brings a considerable amount of experience and knowledge to our group, which I have no doubt will help lead our team to immediate success. That just, like, kind of surprise me i mean it's not it's not surprising because video has been talking about like being able to jump right in and be con- be contenders and be like a team that's in the playoffs and and winning a stanley cup with the flyers but um so i don't know i don't think either one of those coaches can get the best out of players but you know i'm not crying yet so yeah I just, I just think uh, Tarion is just such. I think Yo on the defense might actually be good because on the Blues, I think their defense was good. They just couldn't get any offense going. Um. Tarion is just a terrible person, and I don't think he should be near any hockey players. So that's how I feel about that. Um, yeah, I don't want to be dramatic, but I would rather chew off my own hand than let Tarion like anywhere near like the Penguins. Yeah, like the Penguins. Like he literally, he just destroyed teams. Like. Like he, he does. He's not a good person. He's like a more like subtle and insidious version of Torts, I think. Yeah, and I think, I think at least with Torts, like I think deep down he really does actually care about the his players and wanting the best out of them. And I just don't see that with Terrian. Mike Yo, I don't know him that well as like a coach like he when he was the blues assistant he seemed okay um it's just when he had the head coaching job is when he kind of struggled but I just I I don't think Terry should be anywhere near any hockey players and like to be on the power play which is such a a big part of their team like I don't oh gosh I don't trust it and it's not gonna make it any better because he plays a very, like, gross style of yeah. hockey. That I and the Flyers like. are so young. Yeah. I, like, don't... Oh. Yeah. But... Yeah. Him paired with A.V., I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Because they both don't like yeah. young players. It's so... Like, I'm so scared for Nolan and TK. Um, And TK, like, really... Li- like, he TK definitely just likes to have a good time. So... Uh, mm-hmm. That's, like, not the Michelle Therrien way. Like, you're not supposed to have fun. No. Um, so, I'm scared. I'm so nervous. But I just have to remember, they're young men. They can do this. Like, you know, they've had shitty coaches before. Um, so, hopefully, they can just, like, get through this. 
This is Nolan's like second year. <laughs> His third year. Baby's three. Oh god. Oh my god. Nolan. It'll bond them as a team. I hope so. And it sucks because like yeah. we have some a couple other prospects coming up, so They'll, they'll probably stay in Lehigh Valley, which is good because Scott Gordon is really good with younger players, and he really helped Nolan Patrick a lot. I, I, I wonder what um, Danielle was thinking by NHL experience. Like, there is a reason why Tarion wasn't hired for, like, three seasons. Like, two seasons. But then he... Danielle also wasn't hired for like two seasons, so um, some that's like one thing that like so apparently, I think it was like a video wanted Tarion and um and Chuck Fletcher the GM wanted uh Yo, and so mm-hmm. they just hired them both. <laughs> Okay. I think Yo is the better choice. Yeah, yeah um, So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they like have them as assistant coaches so that if um, other teams want to talk to them, they can. I have no idea. That was like something that was brought up uh, that I saw on Flyers. They can they, or they can. can't? So like the, them being assistant coaches now puts their names back in like contending for a coach. Oh, okay. But I don't see how that helps the Flyers. Like, it just helps their friends. But, whatever. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> um, Mignon and Tarion, they're both, like, French. It's like, I wonder if, like, while... So, like, probably, like, the Habs fired one before yeah. hiring another. Like, did they ever talk in that weird, like, in-between? Or... I know when Vigneault was uh, fired from the Habs Tarion took over for him. Like, he was hired. That's... I thought that was Julian. Yeah, it was like, you know, he coached the Habs before he coached the Canucks, so this was like a long time ago. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, so a long time ago. Yeah, it would be a long time ago. <laughs> the Habs literally used, like, the same three yeah. coaches. I cannot. Like, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I just think about what he did to the Habs. Like, he really, like systematically destroy that team. Um, Tarion does like undersized players, though, so I don't know if you have any of those on the flyers. People say TK is is undersized. How tall is he? Um, he's like five... How tall is TK? Probably like five, nine, five, ten. Is he really? Yeah, he's like pretty short. Oh, he's five, ten. He's a Pisces. Huh. All right. Are we ready to move on to Buffalo? <laughs> it's almost <laughs> okay. Yes. So, May 15th, Buffalo announced that Ralph Kruger um, will be their new head coach. Uh, Bob McKenzie tweeted out last night uh, that the Buffalo Sabres will pick Ron Ralph Kruger and LeBron said that the Sabres interviewed seven candidates before picking Kruger. Kruger only has 48 games experience as a head coach in the NHL and it was with the Oilers. Uh, the Oilers went 19-22-7 and, and this was during the lockout season. That's why the games are so little. But he was, two years before that he was their assistant coach. Kruger is said to have, uh, the pers- has, have a personality that can get the players' attention. 
Uh, Sabres general manager Jason Barrow said he's strong. He has strong communication skills. Leadership and diverse background makes him a uniquely qualified candidate to lead our team going forward. Kruger has been away from the NHL for the past five seasons, having worked, worked in the meantime as a chairman for the Southampton Football Club of the English Premier League. Um, and he also has, like, spoken um, on, like, leadership tacti- tactics um, in the World Economic Forum. Uh, Kruger has led the Swiss uh, to three Olympic appearances and then joined the NHL for a three-year stint, like I said, in Edmonton. Um, and he, apparently, especially with, like, in the Premier League, he was a big analytics guy. And that was one thing that he said that he wanted to do was set up an analytics, um, I don't know, department or, no, like, I don't know if it's just going to be one person um, or a team of them. But he said it's definitely going to be, like, you know, the the you know, regular analytics that NHL teams use and it'll probably kept in house more than out house. Um, so, and I mean, I've like, after hearing this, I've heard nothing but really good um, things about him. A lot of the Edmonton fans said that he got, he didn't get a fair shake. And the reason why I was fired is because Darcy Tucker became available and the Oilers wanted him as a head coach. Um, so yeah. What do you guys think about this hire? Do you have any, opinions on it what a bizarre man he's like um he was the coach of team europe in the world cup and um they all said that they like really loved playing for him they like he could rally any team um they really really enjoyed playing for him and then um he like and he so he was the coach of the Swiss team, and I think it was the Bottle said it was like the O six, uh, was it the O six or O four um, Olympics, and they like beat Canada, and um, and Bottle was there because he was watching his sister in the Olympics, and he was he watched he was there for that game, and he was just saying like this guy's so good, and he spoke to Kruger when he became the first, the GM of the Sabres in the beginning, but Kruger was still like playing with Southampton and his like contract wasn't over. So he wasn't in the position to leave. Um, and Jim Rutherford told him to speak to him because he said that he's like a really good coach. So. I like how he's not like one of the like same yeah. people that we've been hearing. That he's like a fresh yeah. Um, and I yeah. think knowing that he did Team Europe, yeah. I'm just like. Oh. And um, there's like this. There's this video going around of like Kruger speaking to the Oilers, and he's like, "Do you want to?" Like he's like very motivational. He's like, "The losing at Edmonton stops now. We all need to change." If you, he's like, "If you don't want to do it, then you're gonna get left behind." But we're going on, and we're gonna win, and we're changing the culture. And he, you know, who's gonna love that? Jack Eichel. Jack has already been quoted. He's like, get these losers out of he's here. He's already quoted saying that he's excited to talk to Kruger, and and Kruger's like going over to um, Slovakia, I believe that's where the world, uh, the men's world championships is are, and he's gonna talk to 
to Jack and Sam and Jeff Skinner. He already he's gonna talk to Jeff Skinner because the contract negotiations between Skinner and the Sabers kind of like were on hold basically until because Skinner wanted to find out who the coach was. So like, which is fair. That's fair. Like I'm not gonna sign a long term <laughs> deal if I don't fair, know who the freaking coach like, is. That's funny. So like things are looking up, even though it's like. Who is this guy and how? We have no idea, like, what... We don't know what he's going to do. I think it's exciting, and I like the fact that, you know, Botterill looked at seven different candidates, and he... This is, like, kind of, like, out of nowhere, but also it's, like, kind of... It's, like, it's taking a leap, but it's also, like, kind of safe because he has been around hockey, and, like, his name is, like, respected and, like, you know, that hockey coach, GM circle but like you said it is different and definitely think that the sabers need this um and they say that he's really big on like development which the sabers need because they're all literally children okay okay so i hope he treats all i hope is that he treats alex Nylander yeah. well that's all I can ask for. Yeah, me too. That's what I was like. I'm kind of. I I just hope that like you know, Alex like comes into training camp and freaking kills it like he did last season, and I think that Kruger will see that he has talent. He just needs someone to help him, um, and to have mm-hmm. like have confidence in him because I feel like no other coach and or GM like has it at this point. Can. And he's gone to world. Wait, is he playing? No, he in was worlds? like injured. No, because he was supposed to go. That's. He's always I injured. Know. I feel. I need someone to like help take care of him. You're like literally down the road. Help him. <laughs> I'm literally nine hours away. <laughs> I think that's closer than the rest of us. I actually, I might be closer. Yeah, I think you I think are, Kelsey. Closer. You might be closer. I think you are. <laughs> I'll Google it. Yeah. But yeah. So. That concludes this episode of Where's My Stick. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. Um, Follow us. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you find podcasts. And that's it. So, bye. Bye. Bye.